This morning, I would like to give a guided meditation on choicelessness awareness. For those of you who have been using the anchor, maybe this is the time to try to practice without an anchor and see how it goes. So you don't have any choice. You allow awareness, this spacious awareness, to take on the role of choosing. So you are not choosing, but awareness is really receiving or knowing what's happening. As a monastic, it's very interesting to know what happens when I go to get food. I just go with my arms bow and there are people putting food. Sometimes people struggle to see if, uh, where they are going to put ice cream because it all melts in the rest of the food. <laughs> There's no simple corner you can find which is safe <laughs> for yogurts or ice cream. Maybe if I became a monk, I would choose where to put ice cream, where to put this and that. So, it's a practice. Maybe the Buddha wanted us to, to get it right on a practical point of view. So, look at this awareness like a mirror. When you look in the mirror, it doesn't say, today you are ugly, you are beautiful. It just shows what's going on. And also mindfulness has that quality of what's called active mindfulness and receptive mindfulness, where you're just receiving. Remember, even when you practice choiceless awareness, still there's that continuity of mindfulness Mindfulness has to be there, but you are just receiving. Again, settle back in the present moment. Let go of the past and the future. Allow your body and mind to relax wherever there's any tension in the body. See if you can relax. Relax into the present moment. And in that present moment, You're not going to choose what's happening. 
whatever's happening you are just receiving it's just amazing to be on a receiving end though I'll mention words but just those words are just pointing to what's happening or what might be happening Most of your experience are just going to melt like that ice cream melting into broccoli, pizza. It's all melting together and it's okay. The Buddha gave these analogies about somebody who is keeping cows and in the hot summer they have harvested all the crops and this cowherd is just sitting there in a tree when he's taking looking at the cows going through the field which has been harvested and just sits there and knows that they just cows are, are there. They are no longer nibbling or eating the green grass or the corn. It's all harvested. So they just person, the person is sitting there just to watch from a detached point of view, from a wider angle. This mirror-like quality of awareness. In another simile, the Buddha talks about when the fields have corn and grass. So in this case, the person who is taking the cows in this field, they have to keep on jabbing, choosing where the cows should pass through this corn. And that's point some time where we have unskilled states of mind. We need to keep on top of things. But here we are, we are going even to try it. Whether we have skilled states of mind, whether we have wholesome states of mind or unwholesome states of mind, we are just going to have choiceless awareness. Let's say the breath is coming in. You are allowing, you are receiving it in that spacious awareness. You are no longer looking for it. The breath comes in and go effortlessly. Krishna multi coined this word choiceless awareness, but I don't know whether 
uh, we use it in the same way what, uh, that he intended, but it's a beautiful way of practicing whereby you are not choosing. Pleasant feeling arising. I found it very helpful to use the word known. Pleasant feeling are being known. Unpleasant feelings are being known. Neutral feelings are being known. Whatever's arising is being known. Sensation is arising. Sensation being known. Within that field of knowing or awareness, They can be arising. They can be passing out of that experience. But you're not looking for it. It's just the way how things are. Your task is just to know. Maybe sounds are rising. Sounds are being known. Again, we are not pushing our things, we are not indulging in anything, we are not ignoring anything, but we are allowing our awareness to be expansive, boundless, spacious. Wandering minds and on. Of course, you don't have to use these words, wandering minds and on. You just rest in awareness of knowing, knowing. Of seeing. There's no place to return to. Before when we use the anchor, normally we would go back to the anchor and choose to be aware of what's prominent. But here, we are homeless. Again, another quality of a monastic. You don't have a home to go back to. You don't have a home object. You just keep on wandering. 
but in case this awareness just keep on going whatever rising This restlessness arising. So restlessness is known. In vastness. The mind here is just like the sky. And all the experiences are just passing through like clouds. Without sticking, just flowing. When the mind has this kind of speech of faculties, like faith and confidence, energy, mindfulness, continuity of mindfulness and concentration and wisdom, the mind can really become spacious and choose objects effortlessly. What other teachers call effortless effort. So the mind is choosing itself, not you choosing which parts to be aware of. Things are rising, and mind knows that things are rising and passing away. Time to time is very important to check in to make sure that you are not spacing out. You don't want to be a space cadet. From time to time, checking if the awareness is still there or you are sleeping off.
you very much for your practice. The practice of choiceless awareness uh, uh, is very important because there's a place where it works very, very well, especially when you have unwholesome, uh, when you have wholesome states of mind. Joy is arising, happiness is arising, gladness is arising. You can't just sit back and relax and receive these wholesome states of mind because if you interrupt them the way we choose, sometime then uh, you kind of, uh, it becomes counterproductive. The Buddha used an example, of course, of agriculture, where you have harvested and you have all the crops inside and just sit back and relax. Okay, the cows are eating there. This is a very powerful simile. Uh, when we have wholesome states of mind, we can just sit back and relax. Oh, wholesome states of mind are there. But, uh, of course, I don't know if you can relate to that. I would create your simile. But for me, it's like driving. You know, the places where there's like populated areas where so many children, school, and they, they say five kilometers per hour, and there's bumps. And you may not have bumps like in Uganda, but <laughs> in Uganda, lords have bumps to tell you to slow down. So in other words, if, even if you don't have bumps here, uh, you have speed limits, like there are children crossing the road. You don't want to drive eight, 80 kilometers per hour and don't even pay attention to what's going on around you. You, know? you have to be on top of things. Choose. Slow down. You choose to slow down. You choose to look here. You choose to look here so that you really can drive your car safely and uh, keep the people safe uh, in those areas. Five kilometers per hour, you have to keep choice, choiceful awareness. This and that and that and that. But when you're on a highway, when you're on a highway, highway they said 80 kilometers per hour, autobahn, you know. And you start behave the same way. You behaved when you're driving in the populated areas where there are children and all that. What will happen? <laughs> it's not a good idea. You are supposed to drive 80 kilometers per hour and you think, oh, let me pay attention to this. Let me pay attention to this flower. Let me pay attention to this car. No. You just have to cross and relax. Just less awareness. You just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> Any slowing down, you cause disaster. <laughs> so the way you have to drive your mind that way. It's very important to drive your mind. You know where to slow down, to have choices especially when you have hindrances, aversion, and all that. You might want to choose. Yeah, I'm going to apply this, apply this. But when you have met the loving kindness, ah, yeah, finally I've arrived. You, have cru- you put cruise button. <laughs> you just cruise. <laughs> That's a similar I can give, which is not agriculture in nature. You know what happens on highways here. You don't drive 30 kilometers per hour on a highway. You'll get a ticket, actually. <laughs> you have to do where you need to do things. Sometimes you need to slow down. Uh, Sometimes you need to speed up.
I have a few questions here. Brother, I gave you an example of my arms ball getting food. <laughs> uh, there's no choice there, actually. Really, you just have to receive what people give you, and it's just wonderful to have to uh, to uh, to be on the receiving end. But when I went to Sri Lanka, they refined that kind of practice. I stayed in Sri Lanka for over eight years, actually. There's a monastery where you go there. Apart from getting food in your arms ball, you have to share it. Uh, maybe there are twenty monks. So we, we uh, Western monks, uh, they prepare brown rice, and Sri Lankan like, like white rice. So all of us Westerners, we get brown rice. And now we line up, all the people who got white rice. So you keep on sharing your brown rice, and they give you white rice. At the end of that exercise, you sit down, all your brown rice has disappeared. <laughs> so... They refine the idea of choiceless, choiceless awareness, actually. There. Anyway, <laughs> let's go here. My mind gets very busy in, in between, in the court's times. I'm aware of the commentator mind, but it is still very busy. What, do, what to do? <laughs> Just less awareness. <laughs> Should I note everything? Should I do meta all the time or both? Well, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do meta, but you may not do it all the time. Uh, you can uh, just be aware of a busy mind. This is the instruction the Buddha gave. Be aware of the mind when it's concentrated. Be aware when the mind is not concentrated. Be aware the, when the mind is scattered. Be aware when the mind is not scattered. Be aware when the mind is concentrated and when the mind is not concentrated. Is it not beautiful to just become aware? Oh, the mind is busy. It's a busy mind. That's what the mind is doing. It's busy. And sometimes it's not busy. Actually, here what we have to do is to bring mindfulness to the forefront. Just be aware of whatever is arising in the present moment. This hearing, seeing, touching. In between, there's a lot of things going on. Let's say you are washing dishes, whatever your, your, your job. The Buddha talks about mindfulness in daily life whereby you become even aware of the stretching. For me, I remember when I was vacuum cleaning, and uh, every time I would push the vacuum cleaner, I would just become aware of movement, and then bring it movement. So if whatever job you are doing, you can bring in your awareness. Uh, mental note is helping us to learn at the experience. You don't have to note everything. That would be very tiring. I remember in 1999, uh, I was here on a three-month retreat, and Joseph was my teacher. So I went there in the woods, and they just had seeds and fed the birds like this. The birds were just learning here and just taking the seeds from my hand. And it was just a direct experience. And so I felt so joy and happiness that I could not even have a room to note the gladness I felt. I went to Joseph. Joseph, you told me to note everything. But 
I felt so glad to see my birds feeding, feeding from my hand. He told me, you don't have to be aware. You don't have to note that, you know. I feel, ah, yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm off the hook. <laughs> Noting everything in your life is really just like you're on a highway and you try to break because another car's coming. You remember the metaphor I gave you when you have a, 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 in a populated area when school children are coming? If you behave in the same way when your experience is more direct, then it, del- it delays. It delays your, your awareness. So sometimes you just need to be aware directly. And that's, I think some of us will say that maybe when you are noting something, allow, I would say, 98% of your experience to be direct experience. Noting is probably 1% or 2%. Just allow you land at that experience. So, you cannot, my friend, you cannot note everything. Your mind is going to be even more busy. So, uh, you have to know sometime when to introduce the note. And sometime maybe you practice meta. Sometimes just be aware of the movement. Just awareness directly. Another question. Can you talk about how we do investigation as one of the factors of awakening without involving the thinking mind? Hmm. What's wrong with the thinking mind? The problem is overthinking and getting caught up in thoughts. The function of the mind is to think. So how are you going to investigate without thinking? (laughs) Thinking is okay. Don't make thinking a problem. Thinking is one of the uh, six senses. So thinking, thinking, thinking. The problem is getting caught up in thoughts. That's the problem. You can be mindful of thinking all the time. There's no problem. Okay, the question should continue on. Is, it that, is, is that just when we employ noting, look at physical sensation, four elements, Vedana? Thanks. Well, investigation uh, as a fact of enlightenment, uh, we really investigate in a, a very specific way. Uh, of course, we have to use our mind to investigate uh, specific uh, characteristics of that experience. Let's say when I touch the bell like this, uh, I can uh, investigate, oh, this is um, coolness, hotness. But we don't think our way through here. He's not thinking about it. It's just like going to a restaurant. When you go to a restaurant and you get a menu and it says pizza, then you start thinking about pizza. Oh, pizza, wow. It's made of these ingredients. Wow, pizza is very tasty. Pizza, pizza, pizza. That's thinking about pizza. But investigating about pizza is different. You, you order it, they bring it, and then, this is a spoon, a fork, actually. Okay, you get a pizza. Oh, actually, hold it. Okay, this is a pizza. <laughs> you start investigating. Hardness, <laughs> softness. This is not thinking about pizzas. This is actually real investigation. It's not thinking mind here. It's direct experience. And that's the invitation we tell you to investigate. 
is there pressure, is there hardness, is there softness, uh, and what are the causes? And causes? So now, you, as you eat, or you can become aware of the, the, the whatever ingredients, salty or sweet or what, and then and swallow it, and then and then when people ask you, oh, what was the pizza like? Oh, it tastes good. It's not Italian pizza. It's Ugandan pizza. So you can really tell the difference between... <laughs> but not thinking through the pizza, you know. You, can, you will never know the taste of the pizza. And you'll never know where the pizza was sweet or what, what. And we have to swallow. <laughs> if you just chew and then you don't swallow, then you will not know the pizza. So we have to swallow and uh, digest it and then they change it into blood and they've been used. And then, wow, I had lunch. I feel so energy. I went to walk for the whole loop, you know. So this is what goes in our meditation. We just don't stay with just the menu and just recite it and become experts in reciting the menu. We're not just becoming experts in noting, noting this and this. We need to investigate. Is there cause and effect? Is it impermanence? Is it unsatisfactory? And then we get a lot of wisdom in this. right? So you can not, this not, you said it's just noting. Noting is not enough. Noting is just to bring you to that experience. So you have to really investigate what are these qualities, the universal characteristics of existence, anicca, impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, selflessness. That's part of the investigation. Cause and effect. What are the causes? What's the effect? Not investigation for the sake of investigation. We're not becoming private investigators here. <laughs> or for the sake of knowledge, for uh, just collect bits and pieces of knowledge here and there. So we use that kind of investigation to let go of greed, hatred, and delusion and not hold on to things and let go. That's why we do it. Thank you very much for this question. Yes. Time's up. Let us have a nice day. <laughs>